Hello, this is Tommy Peeler, and welcome to our podcast, Carefully Examining the Text. In this podcast, as we did in our previous podcast, we want to explore Psalm 51. Largely today, we're going to pick up where we left off in our last podcast, around verse 14. But let's first of all read Psalm 51 get it all before us, and summarize a couple of points to bring us up to speed. Psalm 51, for the choir director, a psalm of David, when Nathan the prophet came to him after he had gone in to Bathsheba. Be gracious to me, O God, according to your loving kindness. According to the greatness of your compassion, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against you and you only I have sinned and done what is evil in your sight, so that you are justified when you speak and blameless when you judge." Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin my mother conceived me. Behold, you desire truth in the innermost being, and in the hidden part you will make me know wisdom. Purify me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness, and let the bones which you have broken rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and sustain me with a willing spirit Then I will teach transgressors your ways, and sinners will be converted to you. Deliver me from blood guiltiness, O God, the God of my salvation. Then my tongue will sing joyfully of your your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips, that my mouth may declare your praise. For you do not delight in sacrifice, otherwise I would give it. You are not pleased with burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. By your favor do good design, build the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will delight in righteous sacrifices, in burnt offerings and whole burnt offerings. The young bulls will be offered on your altar. Now in this psalm, We discussed last time how David emphasizes the seriousness of his sin. David's hope and our hope is not that our sin is really not that bad. David was constantly aware of his sin. I know my transgression and my sin is ever before me. David realized that the worst thing about sin was that it's sin against God, against you and you only I have sinned and done what is just, done what is wicked in your sight. And he knows that God is just when he condemns him. You are justified when you speak 
and blameless when you judge. David's hope and your hope and my hope is not that our sin is not that bad, but that God's grace is that great. Have mercy on me according to your loving kindness, according to the greatness of your compassion, blot out my transgression. And that word compassion in verse 1 deals with the love a mother has for the child of her womb. That is the compassion that God has toward us. Our sins are serious, but God's grace is bigger than our sin. And God's forgiveness <clears throat> Pardon me. God's forgiveness is great and thorough. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity. Cleanse me from my sin. Purify me with hyssop. We're simply reviewing some of the key points we have seen up to where we picked up pick up today in verse 14. In verse 14, David prays, deliver me from blood guiltiness. Blood guiltiness can refer to murder or capital crimes. And David is recognizing that he has committed serious, hideous sins. And again, he knows his hope is in God Deliver me from blood guiltiness, the God, O God, the God of my salvation. Then my tongue will sing joyfully of your righteousness. Now I want you to know that the word righteousness in verse 14 is a noun, but it's connected to the same word, the verb that's used in verse 4. In verse 4, the Bible has said, you are justified when you speak. The word justified in the New American Standard in verse 4 is from the same root as the word righteousness in verse 14. It is interesting that in verse 4, God is just, God is righteous in condemning him. But now, God is just and God is righteous in forgiving him, in saving him. And he is praising God and his tongue is joyfully singing of God's righteousness. He says, O Lord, open my lips that my mouth may declare your praise. God opened Balaam's mouth or Balaam's donkey's mouth in Numbers 22 and verse 28. And just as God opened the mouth of that creature, he prays, God, open mine. In other words, because of God's forgiveness, because of God's mercy, because of God's compassion, he can now open his mouth and he can praise God. Open my lips that my mouth may declare your praise. But he knows what God wants of him. And we know what God wants of us. 
In verses 16 and 17, God does not delight in sacrifice, and God is not pleased with burnt offerings. Now, this doesn't mean in Old Testament times God didn't want anybody to bring burnt offerings or sacrifices, for he spent the first seven chapters of Leviticus telling Israel how to offer these various offerings. But what this does tell us is what God wanted most was not the sacrifice, not the burnt offering, but what God wanted most was a broken heart and a broken spirit of one who was grieved over their sin, who recognized their desperate need for God and was throwing themselves completely upon His throne for help. That's what God wanted most. God wanted the surrender of a person's entire being and spirit to Him. You do not delight in sacrifice. You are not pleased with burnt offering. The sacrifices of God or a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O God, you do not despise. Now, it is very interesting that this psalm has dealt with David's sin and a plea for his forgiveness. And now he is asking for mercy toward all the people in verses 18 and 19. By your favor, do good to Zion and build the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will delight in righteous sacrifices, in whole burnt offerings. The young bulls will be offered on your altar. Is verse 18 and 19 disconnected from the rest of the psalm? Or do we need to look closer for the connection? There's a close connection in the Old Testament between God's choice of David and God's choice of Jerusalem or Zion. You see that close connection in passages like Psalm 78, verses 67 through 72. That God's choice of David and God's choice of Jerusalem were both closely tied together. For God was expressing His name and His glory through David's line and through the city of Jerusalem. And so just as God has rebuilt His personal broken life, He is begging for God to build the nation in verses 18. And 19. Now, there is so much that we could say about Psalm 51. But let me notice a couple of things. Psalm 51 is quoted in the New Testament. In Psalm 51, verse 4, that line, you are justified when you speak and blameless when you judge, that line is quoted in the New Testament in Romans 3, verse 4. Romans 3, verse 4 is in the context of Paul arguing that all have sinned and all have fallen short of the glory of God. All have sinned, all have fallen short of the glory of God. And he quotes Psalm 51.4, You are justified when you speak and blameless when you judge, to prove that. 
he states that God is totally righteous, totally just to judge us for our sins. But it's interesting, even in that context in Romans, God's convicting all the world of sin is to lead to the offer of God giving His Son for the salvation of all the world. So even God convicting us of sin is ultimately for the good purpose of telling us the good news that there is salvation in Jesus Christ. But there are many terms that are used in Psalm 51 that come to fruition in Jesus and in his death. For example, be gracious to me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to the greatness of your compassion. The greatest demonstration of God's grace, of God's compassion, of God's mercy was in the cross of Christ. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 4 shows that. Ephesians, Ephesians 2 verses 1 through 10 show that. As it demonstrates that the greatest display of God's grace and mercy and compassion is in the death of Jesus Christ. He said, according to the greatness of your compassion, blot out my transgressions, verse 1. Verse 9, hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. He pleads that God, he begs that God will blot out his sins. Now, the word that is used in the Greek translation of the Old Testament, the Septuagint, the word that is used is also used in Colossians 2 and verse 14, where God has blotted out or God has canceled out the certificate of debt against us. God has blotted out our sins in the death of Jesus Christ. Colossians 2 verse 14 says. Also, the Bible says, Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. In 51, Psalm 51, verse 2, Purify me with the hyssop and I shall be clean. Psalm 51, in verse 7, But wash me. This, this particular word, wash me. The word wash, wash me thoroughly from my iniquity. The Greek word that is used in the Septuagint of Psalm 51 in verse 2 is only used three times in the New Testament. Two of them are in the book of Revelation, and they emphasize having our robes washed in the blood of the Lamb. Remember in Revelation 7, verses 13 and 14, where the Bible says, These who are in white robes, who are they? And he says, These are the ones who have come out of the great tribulation and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. If I wasn't clear about my point, let me be clear. The word wash of Psalm 51 verse 2, the word that's used in the Greek translation is the same word that's used in Revelation 7 verses 13 and 14 to talk about 
our robes be washed and made white in the blood of the Lamb. Also in that passage, wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. Psalm 51, 2. Cleanse me from my sin. The Bible says if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. 1 John 1, 7. 1 John 1, 9 is similar. The point, the pleas that David makes for forgiveness in Psalm 51 the pleas that he makes that God be gracious and merciful to him, that God blot out his transgressions, that God wash him thoroughly and cleanse him from his sins. Those prayers have their deepest fulfillment and their deepest answer in Jesus as the one who cleanses us the one who washes us, the one who blots out our transgressions, and the one who is the ultimate display of the mercy and the joy of God. And just as the psalmist says in Psalm 51 verse 10, Create in me a clean heart, O God. So the Bible tells us we are a new creature created in Christ Jesus for good works. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10. We're a new creation. 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17. The belongings of David in Psalm 51 find their deepest and richest fulfillment in Jesus. Your hope for salvation and my hope for salvation is not that our sins aren't that bad, but that God's grace is that great. And that God's grace has been fully demonstrated in Jesus Christ. God's grace has been shown in Him so that the forgiveness that God offers is so complete that we can be washed and made whiter than snow. It's interesting that some in the New Testament were convicted of their sins in this way, and they heard the preaching of the resurrected Christ, and they cried, Men and brethren, what should we do? And they were told, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. He can wash you in His blood and cleanse you from your wrongs. We do thank you for listening to our podcast and may the Lord continue to bless you.